0: Locked on Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Christmas day edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Kenderson, a writer from BlazersEdge.com and former Blazer beat writer from the Vancouver Columbian. What is up? It is Christmas. The Blazers are not playing today. Uh, They are not uh, one of the teams that is uh, going to be all over your screens today. Uh, The the Christmas Day games are actually just starting uh, right now. I believe New York-Boston is the first game uh the blazers getting a a much welcome uh respite from uh the grind. Uh they have they've been in a, in, a, in a bad way. They've lost 9 of 10. Uh their defense is uh the worst defense in the NBA. It it's overall been a pretty down season and uh it was around this time last year where they were able to turn things around in a big way. Uh it was somewhat similar of a scenario the Blazers were kind of reeling going into Christmas Damian Lillard was dealing with an injury and we don't know the status of Lillard moving forward he did reportedly leave the game on Friday in a walking boot after turning his ankle and landing awkwardly on his foot so we don't know about that but the same thing happened last year he had some plantar fasciitis it kept him out and uh portland had to uh come back to the moda center the day after christmas and they played cleveland where uh luckily um you know depending on who you believe the, the lebron james may have been sending a message that night to uh cavs management cuz david blatt was still the coach at that time and then um the the blazers really just annihilated the Cavaliers by about 25 points and Portland's going to need something similar. Um, <laughs> cause they're in pretty much the same spot. They've got Toronto coming in on Monday, which is tomorrow. And it, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a rough go of it. <laughs> Corbin Smith, uh, used a different metaphor when he was on the, on the podcast the other day, uh, Saying that Kyle Lowry was going to quote unquote crack open Damian Lillard's skull and, uh, uh, <laughs> and, and, and just, uh, dominate him. But, uh, yeah, the Blazers are, are, are in a little bit of a struggle right now. Uh, but, uh, we still ne- I think we still need to revisit uh, a little bit some of the stuff that they've been going on that has been happening with the team in detail. I think Friday's game, uh, You know, I had Corbin on the podcast, Corbin Smith from Vice Sports and Willamette Week on Friday after the game. And, you know, we we talked a lot in general about the Blazers, but I didn't do a lot uh, going into the game. But that the game on Friday, again, was an example of a lot of the things that they have done wrong so far this season. Uh, They would get beat in transition off of made baskets, which was to me the most appalling thing where they're scoring on one end and then. Literally, just get beaten back down the court uh, by uh, guys on the Spurs. I remember Jonathan Simmons doing that early on in this game, and it just the Blazers uh, are just not doing anything well right now. They don't seem very connected, um, and it's a, it's a really odd situation because uh, Lillard and McCollum have done uh, a great job of besting their career numbers to this point, and they have had great seasons. But it just seems like everybody else on the Blazers across the board um, it, it is just down. Uh, Mason Plumley has had some good numbers, but uh, outside of him, the Blazers don't have anybody that has a PER above 16. So you have Plumley at 19, and then McCollum and Lillard are both above 19 as well. But um, And that's just one stat, but it, it, it's a good reference point uh, to show you how – bad so far the the Blazers really have been uh you have guys like Ed Davis not doing too hot and and Alfred Camino um has so far been a shell of himself uh at least of the player he was last season so uh you know I don't know what I would get the Blazers for Christmas but uh you know maybe we need to to get them a fresh start I don't I don't know how they get that I don't know um when they decide to turn it on because when I say that and they just need a fresh start here on on Christmas uh, of the NBA season which to me is an important benchmark for uh where to assess teams and last year the Blazers were in a very similar spot out of the playoff picture down and i uh really think that this team's in trouble and and to to expect that they're going to get just have a fresh start is a a little bit naive because while they did get it last year they did turn it around last year i can also remember so many teams when they have down years where you're thinking this can't be it this can't be it but that's the nba An, uh, an example that comes to mind were the lakers the year that they had dwight howard and pau gasol and kobe bryant and and, and all those guys and Kobe's having a career year offensively yet the Lakers were never able to turn it around they would win a couple of games and they got into the playoffs but they were never the team that people hope they would be and so uh you know to expect that Portland will suddenly uh come to form here in the next couple of weeks uh is a little bit unfair and uh You know, it's not it's not fair to the team that they had last year that was that played really strong, and it's not. uh, I I just don't think it's realistic to assume that that is going to happen this time that they're just going to have another massive turnaround. But that's what they need. Uh, And if you need to get to a game uh, this holiday season, uh, I know there's a lot of folks back in town. They're visiting home, wherever home is. If you're back in Portland, maybe uh, you go check out a, a Blazer game here. Uh, and a uh, uh, thanks to one of our, uh, our our longest sponsors so far here on Locked On Blazers SeatGeek this holiday season. There's NBA games all over the screen, and if you want to get there and be there up close and in person to see the best players on the best teams, there's no way that's better to do it than with SeatGeek. It's Never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. They have the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether that's courtside, the club seats, or the upper level. And SeatGeek is the first place that I go to look for tickets to a game. Uh, I, I, I got some tickets there the other day, uh, going going with some friends to to the game Monday, and. It's, it's a great app. I looked at it. And just, I pulled it up on my phone when my friends and I decided to go to the game and uh, it, it really just made my life easier it made the search easier. It does all the price comparison for me. It searches multiple ticket sites ensuring that I get the best possible deal and it just makes everything easier saving me time and money and they help me get the most bang for my buck by rating everything on their deal score from one to 100 100 being a great deal and one being the worst deal but the best thing about SeatGeek is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase and to get that $20 rebate all you have to do is download the SeatGeek app and go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first SeatGeek purchase download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So uh, to assume that the Blazers are going to have a fresh start may uh, just be unrealistic and and a little unfair to assume uh, to expect them to just suddenly turn it around when no one seems to be able to put their finger on what is the reason this team is underperforming. Obviously uh, a thing that we've been talking about lately is, is a trade uh, Corbin Smith talked about a, a fire sale uh, with the guys around Lillard and McCollum. I don't know uh, what's going to come, but uh, it, it seems that uh, things are a little stale with this team right now. It, 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 the The fact that no one can really put their finger on it as to why this team is struggling is a little bit concerning. And uh it could force the blazers into reevaluating uh the core that they have surrounding Lillard and McCollum sooner than they uh wanted to because i think the assumption was they bring everybody back they fielded a really competitive team last year so you bring the same guys back and you you feel the competitive team again while you figure out which guys are going to be the ones that stay and which ones are going to be the ones that are going to go because Portland was right up against the luxury tax line they're going to be in the luxury tax next year so they're going to have to figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go but now part of that equation has changed because they are no longer winning they are no longer successful and so Do they make a trade? Do they stick with it? Do uh, they even make the playoffs this year? And uh, one interesting thing that I would like to consider uh, today as we look towards the rest of the season and now that we've passed uh, the deadline for certain guys to uh, be able to be traded, we still have some deadlines yet to go. uh, But we're, we're getting closer to those now. They're starting to become more real. Uh, Brian Windhorst was on Zach Lowe's The Low Post uh, podcast the other day saying that Portland, Sacramento, and Orlando have uh, been talking for a while about a potential deal and Sacramento is actually in 8th place right now ahead of Portland so to what extent they would like to help the Blazers uh, it w- w- remains to be seen but at the same time i think uh most can agree at this point that the eighth seed is nothing more than a sacrificial lamb and if sacramento while they haven't been to the playoffs in a long time uh while i'm sure they would like to get into the eighth seed i don't not necessarily sure that being ahead in the eighth seed should stop them from potentially making a deal with the blazers especially if it helps them uh some of portland's players can't be traded yet uh Guys like Mo Harkless, uh, guys like uh, Myers Leonard, and Alan Crabb can't be traded until uh, after next summer, but uh, Leonard and Harkless can't be traded until after January 14th, so they still have uh, a couple of guys that uh, still are not eligible to be traded, but uh, there, there's a lot of interesting guys on on both Orlando and Sacramento, if you were to look there, uh, what a guy that I've very frequently mentioned on this podcast as a guy that I would be interested in for uh, the Blazers is Costa Kufos. He is making uh, a very reasonable eight million dollars this year, uh, and he has three years left on his deal, including this one. So he has two after, and I think he's the type of good defensive center that the Blazers could get. Uh, on the cheap, uh, I, I don't necessarily think that it would take a lot to get Kufos, especially when you look at the Kings' center situation where they're clearly extremely stacked at that spot. They used a lottery pick on Willie Colley Stein a couple of seasons ago. They also used a couple of first-round picks uh, on centers in the last draft in Scalabissier from Kentucky. And... Uh, the, the center Papagianis. but so, so the Kings have a lot of guys, uh, uh, some excess at positions. The Blazers really need guys in. So that's one interesting spot. Another interesting guy when it comes to the Kings and the magic is Nikola Vucevic, who, uh, has been rumored to be, uh, available in trades for a, a while now. And Zach Lowe has mentioned him before, uh, in connection to the Blazers in, in in some of his columns. Uh, there's some interesting stuff going on there. Uh, it it got signed there, but it, it sounds like the magic are really into keeping Biombo and Ibaka together. And so maybe that creates an opening to, to look at a guy like Vucevic though. I don't personally think that Vucevic is going to do a lot to help Portland where they need help. Uh, uh, another guy of potential interest uh if he gets lost in the shuffle would be a guy like Aaron Gordon we don't know if that's if that's actually going to be available but that's another guy that portland i think could definitely help mold into a player given uh their history with uh, uh, really good athletic guys coming over that may not be the most skilled, but can definitely improve within Portland system. I think while the Blazers have struggled this year, Mo Harkless is a guy that has showed that Portland uh, is, is a good place for guys to develop skills. And uh, a guy like Aaron Gordon would be really interesting, whether he's available for a trade again, I doubt, but uh, it, he's a guy that I would definitely like to look at. Of course, the, the magic need help. Uh, with ball handling they don't really have a point guard Alfred Payton is was their guy a lottery pick but he's clearly not the answer there Uh, they have CJ Watson a veteran DJ Augustine a veteran Uh, so when you're talking about maybe giving up a guy who has the you know potential that Eric Aaron Gordon does that may be a situation where the Blazers would probably have to part ways with CJ McCollum whether that is the answer I don't know but uh, I, I would imagine that Orlando would be in the market for a guy of McCollum's skill because they just don't have anybody that can get the ball in the basket like CJ can and or can run an offense like he can. So uh, while I don't uh, – I, I think McCollum is, is so good and I think he's continuously getting better and is, is going to be an even more dangerous player by the end of the year. I – Think that if you're going to do a trade like that for a big, you know, for a, a a a big big piece big name, you know, they may have to give up McCollum in the process. But, uh, you know, that is uh, something to watch for. Uh, what the report from Brian Windhorst, Sacramento, Orlando, and Portland have been talking for a while. Uh, there's also a couple guys on uh, the Kings that maybe could help the Blazers on the perimeter. A guy like Garrett Temple, who's not. Uh, A good offensive guard but is actually a very strong defender and could be the type of guy to play around Lillard and McCollum a more defensive minded guy Uh, that's someone that I look at that I say hey this guy could probably help the Blazers so um, th- there's a lot of guys out there that I think it doesn't have to be massive changes it doesn't have to be giving up CJ McCollum but there are guys on the Kings and the Magic so I-, I I think it it is interesting it doesn't necessarily have to be one of the bigger names there-, there there are some role players on each of these teams a guy like a Garrett Temple uh, that I think could help the Blazers and or a guy like Kost Kufos who could help the Blazers that I don't think would cost one of their star players and could help Uh, kind of revamp the team around them and maybe add some more complimentary pieces to their two stars, because right now it seems like a lot of the guys that are around them aren't doing enough of the complimentary stuff that you would want. But uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. Uh, Thought it was uh, worth talking about. Uh, Maybe some Christmas gifts come Blazers' way uh, in the coming months as uh, they're able to trade their guys that they recently signed and other teams start getting close to the deadline and start to panic and uh, start to figure out what they want to do with their teams and which direction they want to go. You've been listening to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer for BlazersEdge.com. Uh, hope you have a great Christmas or uh, happy holidays uh, if, you, if, you, if you're celebrating Hanukkah or uh, Kwanzaa, perhaps. Uh, but happy holidays uh, and uh, or or no holiday uh, to, for those of you that are not celebrating anything today. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening to Lockdown Blazers, though. Uh, we know that Christmas Day is about basketball. So that's why we uh, wanted to stop by and say hi and celebrate the day and uh, talk a little Blazers on a day when the Blazers aren't playing. They are going to be back on the court tomorrow trying to get back. Uh, in the win column against the Toronto Raptors, the second best team in the East. So it's going to be difficult, but uh, that's the NBA. The, the, the hits keep on, keep on coming. So keep on listening to Lockdown Blazers here on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can download a podcast. Leave us a five star review if you'd be so kind. Uh, have a great day. Enjoy the basketball, and uh, we'll see you later.